Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, John June. Wouldn't be a Wednesday as we record this ahead of Thursday Night Football without my guy, my co-host, Gregory Penniman. Had to pull up the government on that one. Not the full government, though. But Greg, what's up, man? What's good? Uh, No, Thursday Night Game. Dealing with my Giants, actually. Uh, not a very good start to that that week one. You know, we didn't really get to talk about our teams, which you know, it wasn't really much to talk about. Uh, but yeah, we we here going against this Washington football team. Hey, hey, don't speak for yourself. I I had I enjoyed my Sunday. I expected my team to lose. I didn't oh, have expectations oh. for them to win. <laughs> but my quarterback played well, and that's really all I cared about. Got pummeled, but not not today. <laughs> We're not talking about the New York Jets today. We're talking about the New York Giants. Yeah. Facing Washington. But before we even get to that, we got to get to the streams of the week. And I just want to remind everybody, we talked about waivers. We did the waiver show, um, which released, we recorded it Monday night, released Monday, Tuesday, uh, depending on if you're listening podcast, watching on YouTube, however you may be listening or watching, just make sure you're subscribing. But we uh, talked about the waiver show. One of the things that we have to mention today, right, especially after waivers happen, is check to see who's getting dropped in your leagues, right? Brandon Ayuk, for example, he put up a zero. Zeros in fantasy football tend to put people on tilt. He very well could be on your waiver. So on your waiver wire, he very well could have been dropped. So go check go check out your, your waiver wire, see who's getting dropped in your leagues. And as we talk about Thursday Night Football, I must, must, must reiterate, get those Thursday night players out of your flex. Even if you play super flex, do not put your quarterback, your your quarterback who plays the early game in your super flex spot. Put them in your quarterback spot and swap it around. Anything could happen. You never know. But, Greg, before we get to that, let's hit the streams of the week here and Gotta ask you, Greg, who is your quarterback stream of the week this week? This week, I'm gonna go with my man, Big Ben, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, versus the Raiders. You know, he he's definitely a very up and down quarterback, but you only when he's do, doing really well, he's at home, so that's one. He's already at home. Thirty, he's 37 percent rostered. Uh, had an okay to pretty mediocre game last game, 18 for 32 for 188 and a touch. Uh, they got the win. But they're set for a bounce-back game versus the Raiders, a team that's uh, definitely vulnerable in the secondary, in the home opener, as I said. T-West Coast team traveling to the East Coast. Uh, this is all set up for for Big Ben in this offense to uh, recover and, and improve with these receivers. Yeah, Big Ben is a good one. Um, we talked off air. That was definitely somebody that I, I was considering. Big Ben's roster ship always befuddles me. Like I'm like, why is he rostered? Like, why is he rostered so high? Like 30, 37 is the lowest I've seen in a while. No, in like, year, and, year. yeah, 37 is definitely low, and I think that we've been conditioned to expect it to be high. That when we see 37, we're like, whoa! But to me, that's still too high. <laughs> like 37% rostered is still too high for for Mr. Big Ben Roethlisberger. But he's, I mean, talk about a reputation carrying you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, that's what that's got the Matt Ryan. That's how he's going to be. He's going to be that high roster. <laughs> 
a little bit, you know. <laughs> I had to dig in there real quick. <laughs> Just had to throw it in the yeah, 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 Matt yeah, yeah. Matt Ryan. Well, I will not be talking about Matt Ryan today. Uh, I'm actually going to be talking about Teddy Bridgewater. 15% rostered in Yahoo leagues. Gets to go up against Jacksonville this week. If you, you know, we like to do fancy points per drop back. We like to look at passing fancy points per drop back here on the show. One of the things we really started doing last year was, hey, what happens when we take the fantasy points per drop back a quarterback has produced, add that to the fantasy points per drop back against the matchup and see where are these, you know, these glaring matchups happening. Well, if you do that with Teddy Bridgewater and Jacksonville, you have the 11th best matchup on the week in just passing fantasy points per drop back, right? So we're not even talking about, we know Teddy Bridgewater can do things with his legs. Uh, we'll, run, we'll run around the goal line and whatnot. Uh, was over 260 passing yards last week against a, a pretty good Giants defense. Also had two passing touchdowns. Meanwhile, Tyrod Taylor was going for 291 and two touchdowns against his Jacksonville defense. Uh, I think Teddy B has a a pretty nice uh, day for us this weekend. Yeah, Teddy Two Club. Uh, he's just always been a popular streaming quarterback, definitely for us last year. Um, yeah, he's going to continue to do it this year. Definitely, uh, you know, going to stream him when those opportunities come up for sure. Yep. Greg, who's your tight end stream of the week this week? Oh man, I this know is like is. this is Jared a layup, bro. This is a layup. Jared Cook versus Dallas, like. First of all, he's 32% rostered. He's that's so low. A third, he couldn't even get to a third of fantasy community to get. He gets eight targets from Justin Herbert in week one. If I'm getting eight targets from Herbert in week one, I'm I should be rostered more than 50% of the leagues. Like this is gonna be a perfect matchup for him uh, versus Dallas, who just gave up eight for 90 and two touchdowns to a tight end in Rob Gronkowski. Uh, going you know from Tom Brady lighting it up. This is a must stream. For him, he's going to get high opportunities in one of the highest game totals of the week. I think it is the highest at 52 and a half. He was third in the, uh, on the charges and targets, as I mentioned, and fourth in routes run. So this is just a layup for, for Jared Cook right here. Yeah, one of the things that I've liked the most, um, you know, we'll dig into it when we talk about the Chargers matchup later this week. But one of the things I liked the most was the Chargers in week one, you know, they threw the ball on first and second down. 61% of the time, uh, they had 25, 25 of Justin Herbert's 47 pass attempts came on first and second down. That shows an intent, a, a want to throw the football. And that's yeah. what you want from Justin Herbert. That's what you yeah. want from the Chargers offense. And if Jared Cook is on the receiving end of that, then why not? And I was going to go Jared Cook, but then I was like, there's no way. Word, yeah. There's no <laughs> way Greg doesn't go Jared Cook this week. There's like literally zero chance that Jer- that Greg does not go Jared Cook this week as his tight end stream of the week. So I didn't even bother. Uh, I'm actually going with Dalton Schultz, who also okay, plays okay. in this game. Uh, 2% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. Ran the fourth most routes of all tight ends at the position last week. This game has a 55.5 point total. There should be a lot of back and forth, as indicated by the close point spread. Both these teams run at a fast; they throw, they they run plays at a fast uh, fast rate. Uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys ran over 80 plays last week. The Chargers ran almost 80 plays. I think they were at 79. There will probably be a lot of plays in this game. Uh, and Dalton Schultz, who saw 
uh, a 10% target share, which equated to six targets <laughs> Give in, me all this, of that. in this Dallas Cowboys offense, right? 10% in other in other passing offenses would be like two or three targets, but he's getting six here. So by all means, Dalton Schultz, he's got to be in consideration. Shoot, Blake Jarwin might even be in consideration. Bro, anybody, I'll need- take all the pieces in this game. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's going to be a fun game for sure. Uh, excited to see how many starts of the week come out of it. Uh, Greg, your defense and special team stream of the week, man. Uh, so I'm going to go with uh, Green Bay. I think they were embarrassed. Uh, they're going against Detroit. They're 33% rostered. Um, they were yeah embarrassed by the Saints in week one. Uh, I think they're definitely playing a, a more inferior team that they want to come out and, and be ravenous for a win. Uh, I think, you know, they'll be ahead. Uh, Probably by big at some point in the game, which will force Goff to make a lot of throws, maybe force some turnovers, some sacks, uh, get a pick. So I'm going with Green Bay here as they they two bounce back weeks. One for, one for big man, one for Green Bay. Yeah, I like that one, man. Ten ten and a half point favorites, I believe, uh, against Detroit. So that's that's always a good formula. Take the home defense that is largely favored. So and they were probably uh, rage dropped last week. So oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, I could definitely see that happening. So. Actually, my defensive stream of the week this week, uh, Greg, you probably already know who it is because we co-manage a few leagues together, so you probably saw the transactions come in. The Arizona Cardinals is my stream, my defensive stream of the week. They This morning when I checked, they were 7% rostered. Uh, as we record this here on Wednesday night, they are 43% rostered. Ooh. So people Ooh. have sharpened up. Um, the Arizona Cardinals were the number one defense in fantasy in week one, uh, six sacks an interception, two fumble recoveries. Um, but they, they have a defensive line, which if you, if you know the formula, if you've been listening to us for three years, the reason we found San Francisco, the defensive line, the reason we found Mm -hmm. Washington, the defensive line, I'm looking here again, I see a defensive line. It's not as young as San Fran and, and Washington had the last two years. But Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, those guys can play. Uh, and then you consider the speed that they have on the back end at linebacker and at safety in the secondary. Those guys fly around. They've been putting a lot of resources into the defensive side of the ball the last two years. Maybe it's finally caught up. But they get to go up against Minnesota. Uh, in week one, the Arizona Cardinals were were tied in first uh, with what I like to call havoc rate, which is the percentage of plays by a defense that result in either a sack, a quarterback hit, tackle for loss, pass deflection, or an interception. They did that 50% of the time, uh, 50% of the plays on Sunday against the Tennessee Titans, uh, number one in that category. They looked really good on that side of the ball. Uh, and again, they get Minnesota, which is not an overly great matchup, but a pass rush can really cause trouble for any offense. Plus, this is like a two-week stream because they get Jacksonville next week which could be a really great matchup by the time we get to it. So Arizona, that's my defensive stream of the week. Yeah, and against Kirk Cousins, who's not a very mobile quarterback, that's a formula for success for sure, for sure for some sacks. Definitely, man. Uh, Greg, another formula for success, beside listening to this show, is propping up, man, with Thrive Fantasy, bro. So why don't you tell everybody what great promo Thrive has for the people this week? Oh, man, you already know. So at Thrive, where you can come up and thrive on on fantasy football, 
Thrive Fantasy this season. We already know that Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app and esports app for player props. Uh, with Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Again, you're going to choose 10 out of 20 available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and the under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Again, Thrive has over 140,000 guaranteed prizes for Animal Week 1. And, you know, it did it for get awarded over $4 million. And for this, if you're using that promo code FFDX, new users, if you deposit $20 and get you get a free ticket to Thursday's $15,000 NFL contest for the, you know, Washington football team versus the New York Giants. And you get a free ticket to Sunday's $50,000 NFL contest. All users, you know, just enter... You can also enter into the uh, you know 5K uh, for the PGA contest uh, six times and a free ticket to Sunday's $50,000 NFL contest. Uh, again, $20, you get your receive 100% deposit match up to $100 as well. So come thrive on Thrive Fantasy today. Yes, sir. Now let's move on, man, to this matchup. And then, you know, the Thursday night show, again, or the Thursday night preview is not a lot to cover. There's only one game that we're talking about. We get to little we get to talk about it a little bit more intimately, but I don't think Greg wants to do that for this particular matchup here, uh, as we have the zero Such a drop off. You know, this is crazy drop off <laughs> from last Thursday night from to last this Thursday, man. right? Crazy, crazy. But we've got the zero and one, uh, the winless New York Giants, uh, traveling to Washington, uh, to Maryland, Landover, Maryland, FedEx Field to take on the Washington Football Team, who also are zero and one. Uh, happened to be winless. This game has a 40 and a half point total. The Washington football team, according to FanDuel Sportsbook, are three and a half point favorites. In terms of this, uh, the injuries, Evan Ingram for the Evan Ingram for the Giants, he's out with a calf injury. Saquon Barkley is questionable uh, with that knee injury that obviously he's been dealing with or the recovering from surgery that he had last year. Uh, linebacker Cam Brown, he is he's going to be out with a knee injury. Was actually added to the injured reserve, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And then uh, over oh, the hamstring injury, sorry. So I don't think he was on an injured reserve. But Shane Lemieux, Lemieux, sorry, uh, the offensive guard for the Giants, he is out with a knee injury. Uh, in terms of the Washington Football Team, we know that. Ryan Fitzpatrick, the quarterback, he will miss this game. He's been placed on IR, will be out approximately six to eight weeks with a uh, a hip dislocation, if I'm not mistaken. I'll just say a hip injury. I don't want to mischaracterize, but we'll be missing time with a hip injury. Taylor Heineke, who made the entrance in the playoff game last year against Tampa Bay and also made an entrance last week, an appearance last week against the LA Chargers will start as the quarterback. Um, in terms of weather, not much to not much to be worried about. There's some thunderstorms about right before kickoff. Uh, you know, 17% chance of precipitation during kickoff and during the game, and that stays pretty steady all throughout the all throughout uh, midnight. So, Greg, where are you at with this game? Uh, what are your expectations from a fantasy perspective? I'm taking the over. This line definitely moved down a lot uh, in the last couple of days. Um, so I'm taking the over. I'm taking Washington to cover. I'm taking Washington to win. Uh, yeah, I think 
Washington's D-line just going to have a field day on Daniel Jones. Uh, so it would be hard for the Giants to, to move the ball and get first downs. Uh, this is, you know, Washington, this is why you drafted Washington uh, as a, a great defense, one of the starts of the week probably. Um, on the Giants' side, Daniel Jones, uh, I think, again, two-quarterback option. You're banking on some rushing floor. Got that ex- game-expiring rushing TD in week one, so that, that put him in that that uh, top 12 range at QB. So uh, definitely you're, you're banking on something to, in his legs to, to get you some points. Um, if far as Saquon, if you can avoid starting him, I would, I, I think I would try. Um, this is, you know, another brutal matchup for him. The O line gave him no holes in week one. He only had 2.6 yards per carry, only got one target in the passing game. I think this is a stash and a wait for, for week three. Uh, you probably draft him, you might be most likely to start him, but if you can really find some good depth, like if you have uh, Eli Mitchell today, if you got him, or a James White, I think is even a safer play against the Jets. Um, so you, you got to go that option. Uh, both Sterling and Galladay are at flex options. I think uh, as you know, they'll likely be the the most the leaders in the receptions uh, on this team. Shepard uh, has the tougher matchup with Kendall Fuller in that slot, but I think Shepard w- will get his. So you, you got these both are both flex flex consideration for both these guys, um, and that's pretty much it for the Giants side on Washington. Taylor Haneke also in that two quarterback option. I think he he could be a, he was solid in relief last week when 11 for 15. 122 and a touch. Uh, so I think he's just definitely a solid two QB option. There'll definitely be opportunities for him. Uh, Antonio Gibson, RB1 option. Uh, this is a good spot for him. A good smash spot. Devers, uh, rush, you know, rush attack, you know, took advantage of the Giants last week, especially with Melvin Gordon breaking out and getting that big run. Um, on the receiving side, only receiver I'm intriguing is Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry. This man still has the safe floor, even in the tough matchup against Bradbury and Adore Jackson. Those two games last year against the Giants posted the seven receptions for 74 yards and also got seven receptions for one patine and a touchdown. So I'm not worried about Terry and what he's going to do in this matchup uh, to be a bust. He's not that's not going to happen. And Logan Thomas is a tight end one. I think every week he has uh, low end tight end one consistently with some top five upside. Yeah, I'm definitely with you on the game. Uh, I went back and forth. Uh you know, on, on the total here, because 40 and a half points is not a lot. Um, nah. If there was a game where you could get under 40 and a half, it, it's probably <laughs> this one this week. Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to take the over here, taking Washington to cover, taking Washington to win this game. Um, you know, it has ugly written all over it. Yeah. And both teams played an ugly played ugly last week. Uh, and one of those games had Justin Herbert in it. So uh, it's definitely possible for for that to happen again this week. Uh, Taylor Heineke, you know, I people, I don't know if people are concerned necessarily, but they shouldn't be. I mean, at least I'm not. No. Uh, he played he played well last year in the playoff game, coming in late against a good Tampa Bay defense. Um, also played well this year, uh, coming in unexpectedly against what we what I believe will be a good Chargers defense this year, and he shows something that Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't really have, which is not at this point in his career, which is mobility, the escapability, uh, the ability to extend plays, which ultimately I think is going to be good for all the pieces in this offense. Terry McLaurin, uh, Logan Thomas, uh, even AG, because that means we're extending drives, you know, things, so on and so forth. So, uh, and, you know, to, to top it off, and I'm not saying all this to say, hey, we should start Taylor Heineke this week, but in two quarterback leagues, uh, I think he's definitely an option. And I think that in one quarterback leagues, he's somebody that will be streaming at different points throughout the year. I mean, he was seventh on the week 
in week one in fantasy points per drop back. Uh, and that has nothing to do with the amount of pass attempts that he had or the game. It's just it's simply an efficiency metric. So, um, you know, he was he was seventh in it. And I think that, you know, he can continue to to do something similar as the weeks progress. But now that I've got that long winded rant out of my way about Taylor Heineke, uh, you know, for Washington, give me Terry McLaurin. Uh, I think he's a I, I'm just going to put him as a wide receiver, too, just solely based on the situation that he's in. But like you said, those two big games against the Giants last year, uh, I don't think there's any reason why he can't have another big game this year. Uh, I think he's I mean, I know Dory Jackson wasn't on the Giants last year, but I think he's just a different type of corner than James Bradbury or a different type of receiver than James Bradbury would typically have success against. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think Terry, I think Terry McLaurin could still get it done here. Uh, AG mid range, like, like low, like high end RB two with that RB one, like, like monstrous RB one upside. I mean, he saw a ton of the work last week. Uh, you know, JD McKissick only had one target uh, in the past game while Antonio Gibson had, I think four. Yep. So that's definitely what we want to see. So if that continues, then bona fide RB one every single week, top 10 option at the position yes, no questions asked um you know just hope to see that continue logan thomas tight end one uh you know i you know low end tight end one but has that ha, has that mid-range tight end one he's not going to kill you right it's going to be like him yeah. and robert tunyon they're like in a well tunyon killed you last week but uh tunyon actually need he's more touchdown dependent than logan thomas is yeah. so i'm not even going to throw tunyon in the conversation but logan thomas he's not going to kill you uh he's got a decent floor is going to be an option every week. And then for the Giants, I don't really want to start anybody. I mean, this game is ugly. It's atrocious. The Giants are projected for uh, having an implied team total of 18 and a half points. It's not a lot. Uh, I just, I, I'm not interested. I don't want to attach myself to Daniel Jones uh, in terms of Saquon Barkley. I've got him outside my top 24 in terms of running backs, RB 25. Uh, I still think, again, that's, and that's just basically the talent that he is. I don't yeah. really don't really want to put him as my RB 25 this week, because when you, you know, when you do the math, right? Like the giants are coming off a short week, you know, so Saquon Barkley hasn't played in a football game in a year. He's probably more sore than the average NFL running back is sore after a game. Um, And they, if you're the giants and you're looking at it, you're like, well, you know, we play Saquon Barkley this week, but then he has 10 days to get right next week. And so I think next week is probably, where you're looking you see you've been saying week three for a while now i think week three is probably where you're going to look at saquon barkley and say hey this is the game where we're going to get double digit touches from from potentially from saquon barkley here and productive touches but this game like you said if i have a better option i'll probably go to it um you know you said james white i wanted to cringe but i think about it and it's just like it's really not that I – mean, if you're in PPR, like, James White is a very good option over Saquon Barkley. But I will say if you're a standard a half, I'll probably lean Saquon uh, just because I need – I lean a little bit more upside there. Uh, but on the Giants, in terms of receivers, Sterling Shepard, he's a guy that I'm probably into. I know the matchup is bad with Kendall Fuller, uh, but I, I feel like he's – with no Saquon Barkley to, to absorb targets – no Evan Ingram in the middle of the field. I think that Sterling Shepard is going to just gobble up targets in the middle yeah. of the field. I feel like yeah. him him on Thursday night football with against Washington just 
screams like a touchdown. Yeah, I don't eight, eight for seventy, something like that. Yeah, you know? something yeah. like that. Just uh, you know, it's just weird, but I, I get these vibes from 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 Sterling Shepard. I like it. Uh, Kenny G, like he he had actually a pretty decent game yeah. last week. Yeah. Uh, just don't want to tie myself. I was not a big believer in Kenny G this year. Not a big believer in Daniel Jones. Uh, this year, and I just don't want to attach myself to either one, uh, because with with Kenny G, you're going to need efficiency. And I, I once said that Kenny G's quarterback wasn't efficient, uh, but that was Matthew Stafford, and he has since proven me wrong. But Daniel Jones, I don't think he's efficient, so I'm gonna just go out on that limb and say I don't really want to, don't really want to play Sterling Shepard or, or Kenny Galladay rather. Uh, but I I would as a wide receiver three and a half. Let's go with that. Yeah, the Marmar Daniel Jones plays. I, I like don't want anyone attached like to the a Giants <laughs> the Giants offense. Like Saquon, like yeah, Sterling had a, a good effort, but like when is one of these guys are gonna get like a top twelve week? Like I can't see it happening soon until Saquon does it. Does it upset? Does it upset you <laughs> that had Justin Herbert? come out the year before <laughs> that they the Giants would have taken Justin Herbert like they were head over heels in love with Justin Herbert Dak I didn't know that but Dak I, I mean I like where their heads were you know so I, it's not like they did like a, a a complete miss like he was in the draft class and they took Dane Jones over him so I mean it just wasn't Meant to be, I guess. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, Spencer Rattler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, do you have a bold prediction for us, Greg? I think last week I came through with both of my bold. I had a bold prediction. Both quarterbacks going over 302. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mean, mine was right. I mean, you, you edged me on to to put to give AB2. I should have said AB's going to get 100 and a touchdown. That would have been good. Um but I'm gonna go with Terry Terry McLaurin get over 100 receiving yards. Yeah, yeah. Terry McLaurin over 100 receiving yards. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Let me just let me just make sure I'm not I'm not tripping wild and crazy on this one. Uh, you can see how prepared John was for his uh his bold prediction here. But let's go with Antonio Gibson. I like it. Whatever it is. <laughs> For two toddies. Yes, yes. So I like to hear. <laughs> Go AG. AG two toddies. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. The Thursday night preview. It is beauty be- because it is our shortest episode of the week. Um, and we need it because we got to get our rest. Because you know why? Tomorrow we'll be breaking down ten games, and then day after that will be six games. And then we also got starts of the week, and we got to play some get money. And I feel like there's something else I forgot, but I don't even – it doesn't even matter. It's not important right now. Yeah, What's nah. important is that it's Thursday Night Football. The game's not great, but we will enjoy it <laughs> because your Thursday Night players will not be in your flex. Your Monday Night players will be in your flex if applicable, and we're gonna you're going to rock with us. You're going to stay, stay, stay tuned, stay subscribed. And uh, hopefully we're going to win a lot of chips this year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this game is definitely for those two QB options to so make sure they're in that, that quarterback spot. Like, you shouldn't be starting these quarterbacks in no one QB option. So they're definitely in Superflex League. So make that make that happen. 
Yes, ma'am. And or yes, sir. Uh, but yes, people to the people. I want to speak to the people, but have a good one, everybody. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate the love. And uh, we're out of here. Yes, Peace. sir. Yeah.